You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pop where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. Cause scouting is the business. You're welcome cause it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away, no. So all that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. TSR Podcast. My name is Jacob Patterson, your host. Once again, sitting here with my co-host, Bo McCauley. Bo, how's it going, my man? Oh, it's wonderful, man. It's a great day to be alive. It is a great day to be alive, man. You catch some football today? Dude, I did. It was another wonderful Sunday. Unfortunately, they are the regular season is coming to an end, man. And it, it, it is fun, but it is always one of those things that you just cherish while you got it. You do, you do. I know you're happy, man. Your Steelers are staying in that race, man. I know you got to be happy. My Bengals uh, are at the bottom of my division, but you know, <laughs> I know you've got to be happy with your Steelers, man. How they're playing? Oh, dude. I mean, I was told a couple people today. There's so much nostalgia in this team, and it sounds completely like cliche to say something like that. But I mean, you're you're talking about an effective pass rush. Um, you know, I guess it's a, a five man rush standard with, you know, a three on the line and two, you know, edge rushers that come off in the three, four. And, and that's all you need is those guys, you know, and you, they run a lot of two man sets. So it's a four man rush and it's super effective. And it just allows for us to run those DBs and do what they want in coverage. And you just, they made a great point today is, Keith Butler has been under fire the last few years, and I've been one of those guys that has just been on his tail about why we're blowing coverages, why there's no like, communication issues, they say. But he, it's it's pretty clear he hasn't had the personnel to run his defense, and I think it's out there now. You know, four four solid DBs, five solid DBs out there at all times, and it's it's paying off, man. I'm I'm really excited to be watching off, def- defensive football, man. I'm really it, pumped. We're handing Defensive the, football is the best, man. I, th- oh. I personally think I think it's awesome to see a great offense and it's you know timeless, dude. Window it, rolling, it, but yeah. but defense, dude. You know they say it, it wins championships, mm-hmm. and it's good, just great. That's why I liked watching Georgia Georgia this year. They uh, had a really good defense. The offense struggled, but watching a good defense, man, is always great. But Bo, we just mentioned our two teams, right? Well, let's talk about the man who is literally. Running. Let's put running in quotations. He earns the division. Lamar Jackson. Oh, God, it stings. You know, I want to talk about the 49ers game, but, you know, I'm I'm just going to skip past that. I want to talk about the the Bills game today. Um, I don't know, man. The guy, it looks like when he's shaking defenders at this point, he makes it. it's 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 a weekly thing. It's weekly. He does it. It's just that's just what Lamar Jackson does. Embarrass his grown men, dude. It is crazy. It is unbelievable. And let me say this. He now has the most 100-yard rushing games in a season for a quarterback, which is really? four. I, I, I honestly did not know that happened today. I didn't. I have not read that yet, and I'm, and, I'm glad you told me that. And he's going to break Vic's record. He didn't do it today. I thought oh, he would do it. Today. Like we said in episode one, dude, he's going to do it with ease. With we ease. both, we both agreed on that, is with ease. But he's going to break it. He is now 22 yards away from it. Okay, so presumably – you know, without injury or without a complete shutdown of his game, which hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Next week, he will break Vic's record, which is going to be amazing to watch. He said at one point Vic was his favorite player, and it would be an honor to break the record. Um, I, I just think that's awesome. And the way Michael Vick's responded to it, he, he's given him all the credit in the world. And Michael mm-hmm. Vick, you know, of course he wants his record to stay. But I think he's really happy to see this young guy come into the league and oh, yeah. uh, break his record. You know, it's next man up. That's what it is in the oh, yeah. NFL. Absolutely. Michael Vick knows that 
Michael Vick knows that the game will go on without you. And he knows that the game adapts, the game changes. There's a reason Lamar Jackson is going to break his record. The game changes. More plays are run nowadays. It's different schemes. I mean, imagine if Michael, Michael Vick had Greg Roman teaching him RPOs today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, imagine well, see, that. Let me tell you this, too. I, let me drop another stat for you. Lamar Jackson is the second QB ever to rush for 1,000 yards in the season. I'm going to be honest. That That's, stat caught me off guard. Well, I thought it was is it Vic, Mike Vick or is it you know, like you know it's got to be Mike Vick because Mike Vick set that record. So you okay. got Mike Vick, Lamar okay. Jackson. For some reason, man, I was thinking that I'm gonna be honest. I'm I thought maybe Cam Newton had, but then I'm looking back on it, and you know he was more like a 600, 700 yard guy. Yeah. And then at, at one point, like foolishly, I thought Steve Young, like maybe, like no. But then I was like, no, like you know, there's no way Steve Young was actually more mobile than people think he was, but he never rushed for that many yards. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, man, and. I honestly like it, it. It kills me. It absolutely because the Ravens. I've been to several Ravens games, and the Ravens are huge. I know I hate I hate the Ravens, and I, I Lamar Jackson is so fun to watch, and I want to be a fan. But like I told, I was telling uh, Drew today that if he was in the NFC West, the AFC West, any just NFC South, any other division, I would like watching Lamar Jackson so much more. What he did today. He went six for 16 for 25 uh, with 145 yards and th- hit three pass TDs in 145 yards passing. Jacob, like it, it's too easy. It I mean, it, it's too. I mean, what is it? I think is the longest play today was 61 yards. I mean, it. He doesn't have. He doesn't need to throw it any more than 25 times a game. It, it, it's too. That kid, that guy he juke today. He's doing whatever he wants with the football when he, he wants. He is. He is. And when he let, wants it. Let me tell you this. I don't know if you saw this, Bo. And to anybody out there, this is probably one of the best things, best football videos I have seen this year. Uh, I don't know if you saw the clip of him apologizing to his teammates for fumbling in the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and his like, teammates, Bo, had his back. Mm-hmm. Unbelievably, they were all like, "No, we ride with you, Lamar. We ride with you. Like, we, we, you know, we're going where you take us." And Bo. That is the most – it may, it hit me in the chest, man. Like It's awesome to see teammates rally behind their quarterback. I love that, man, because Lamar Jackson came off the field, was hitting himself on the chest. He's like, that's my bad. That's my bad. And they said, no, we ride with you. Don't worry about it. We know you've got us on the next drive. And he did, man. He led them. It was an ugly game. It was a really ugly game. It was raining. It was terrible conditions. And he still, still was able to – I'm not going to say he played conservative. He, per- he perseveres. That's he perseveres. That he perseveres. And Every I don't know if time. you – And I don't know if you heard about this. Did you hear about the 49ers radio analyst, Tim Ryan, yeah. getting I was, suspended? I was going to bring that up as well if, if you didn't bring it so, up. So, guys, what I, what, I'm going to tell the you sleeves. the quote. I'm going to tell you guys the quote that uh, Tim Ryan, the 49ers radio analyst, said about Lamar Jackson that was uh, seen as racist, and I, I completely understand. Basically, the quote was, he's really good at that fake Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football with a dark uniform, you could not see that thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point, and if you're a half a step slow on him in terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. 
Again, I'm not, you know, I don't know Tim Ryan personally, but that was a poor decision on his to bring up skin color. That that's yeah. a poor decision. You don't do that. You just yeah. do not do that, especially when you're a big name. You, you don't do that if you're anybody. But if you are going to bring it up, there's definitely a better way to address it than he. It, it, exactly, and, and you know, it, there's no. It's football. It, it, mm-hmm. It's 2019. You know, <laughs> there's no reason to talk about skin color in sports. It, it, you know, it's something that it's a a topic that goes on in the world today. You know, even if it's not with sports, but I don't I don't think I know Tim Ryan. He put out an apology saying that, you know, he never meant any disrespect. That's fine. But, you know, it happened now. And, you know, it's going to be hard for him to get that off of his name from him doing that. But I wanted to tell you this, too, Bo. Lamar Jackson, after people having questions about him last year, is now leading the Pro Bowl voting with four hundred and fifty thousand votes, Bo. And Next place, second place is 350,000 votes, man. He is the most efficient passer in the NFL and the most efficient runner. He is the most efficient passer and runner, Bo. I mean, like we said today, 145 yards in the air, three TDs, like it's nothing. It's it's unreal, man. And I, I, the way I see it is, I hope you guys don't get bored with us talking about Lamar Jackson because it's gonna keep happening. It's this simple man, and effective, man. It, it is simple and effective. In, in dropping stats, you know, it's one thing to drop stats, but to drop stats about Lamar, what he's doing, all I can do is try to tell people these stats and let them see. This is crazy. What this man is doing is crazy. It is unbelievable. It's, it's, it's actually unheard of. <laughs> it is. It is one. It is one thousand percent unheard of. But also, I want to talk about another quarterback right now. All right, this is a quarterback that no one saw coming and is leading his team right now, and that is Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. Bo. Oh, oh yeah, I've been trying to get on this one for a couple weeks now. I know you, you know have. That. Know you have. Been, we've been I've talking been about. We've been texting Tannehill. about it. Oh, I was been, high on Tannehill at A&M a long time ago, man. Yeah, man. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I never thought that, you know, Tannehill, I saw him as like maybe even below middle of the pack with the Dolphins. You know, I he, I think he was he's solid. receiver convert, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah, he is. Yeah. Actually, you know, that's awesome that you know that, Bo. I thought I was maybe the only weird guy that knew that. Because yeah, right? I dive into sports. Tannehill, you should know that. But, but here, let me tell you something, Bo. In seven games as the starter, the Titans – oh, with Ryan Tannehill as the starter, excuse me. The Titans are 6-1, and one, and Ryan Tannehill has 18 total touchdowns to four interceptions. Oh. For some reason, he's scrambling now. He's, he's mobile with the football. I think he's always been mobile, but I, he's become dangerous. He really has. He's it's. I think he's being better coached on when to run. I think everyone knows he's got feet, but I think he was relying on him a lot in Miami. And now it's like today. I mean, it's. A, I mean, he's three TDs like Lamar and one pick just like Lamar. But but the but the attempts and the yards look totally different for the Titans. He's he's more. I mean, he he does, he isn't the the runner Lamar, Lamar is. Obviously, nobody is. Nobody ever has been. But he was twenty one for twenty seven today. 391 yards in the longest play of 91, I think it says. And I mean, dude, that's that's super super efficient, super high completion rate. I mean, 20, 21 for 27, you don't you can't ask for better for a yeah, guy awesome. that you traded for to back up for as a safety net. He's been a safety net and then some. And I mean, I've I've he just impressed me, man. He's it's it's like being benched and being traded made him realize what he had and he worked twice as hard to get back. And now he, you just can't take it from him. He's got a much better coach. Vrabel is the man. I am a football guy and I eat up some Mike Vrabel, man. I love Let me tell you this. So this is why, obviously, the Titans are a very uh, – they're a sneaky contender, man. Yeah, they they have a, years in a row, man. Exactly. They're always they, there. 
they have a solid defense. Okay. Mm-hmm. That they have, they struggle yeah. on defense sometimes, but they have solid playmakers on defense. And you've got Tannehill coming out right now, playing the way he is. And he, it's not a fluke. He's doing this week to week. Bo, Tannehill's last four games, I'm going to give you the stats 13 of 19 for 181 yards and two touchdowns. 14 of 18 for 259 yards and two touchdowns. 17 of 22 for 182 yards and two touchdowns. And then, like you said, 21 of 27 for 391 yards and three touchdowns. It's just elevating. But here's why I think the Titans. Best best year he's had, in my opinion. Exactly. This is why I think the Titans are such a uh, factor this year. I'm going to say this. Derrick Henry's last four games have been 188 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 159 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 149 rushing yards, one touchdown, 103 rushing yards, two touchdowns. So when you have a quarterback playing the way that Tannehill is playing right now with confidence, he's confident in that offense. And then you have Derrick Henry playing the way he is right now. You have solid receivers. Corey Davis was a, a number five overall pick. Okay, mm-hmm. some people say he was taken a little bit too high. We'll see. He still has time to pan out. AJ Brown was my number one receiver in last year's draft. He has shown why. He coming coming out a of great downfield blocker. Ole Miss, great love downfield blocker. It, love it, love it. And he, he it's big playability. Mm-hmm. And I just think. And, you know, I know Delaney Walker is hurt, but Delaney Walker's – I love Delaney Walker. I just got to throw his name in there. But <laughs> I love Delaney Walker. He's always been such a solid guy for fantasy for me. Yes, so He's been a solid – he's been a solid teammate, I mean, player in general in the NFL. He has. He's, he's good career, always been solid. Good career. But Ryan Tannehill has now joined Russell Wilson, Bo, mm-hmm. as the only player in history with two plus – two or more touchdown passes and 125 pass rating in four straight games. And, Russell and, Wilson, Bo. Russell Wilson. Speaking of Russell Wilson, let me. I got to get this out, Bo. I got to get this out. <laughs> get it out, baby. Happy birthday to Russell Wilson. He just turned 31 years old. We're going to go back in the time a little timeless. bit. timeless. Drafted 75th overall in 2012. The man has five Pro Bowls and a Super Bowl ring since. Okay. Clearly, he was a little underrated in that draft. He's the only quarterback to start his NFL career with eight straight winning seasons. He wants to play until he's 45 as well. I don't know if you heard about that. Can yeah. you imagine four, 14 more years of Russell Wilson, Bo? I don't want to, and and that's purely selfish as a Steelers fan because uh, I think that we'll do a good job putting together winning teams in the future, but if, I don't know if our next quarterback's necessarily going to be a Hall of Famer. It was a long time between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. Shout out to the dunk, time. man. <laughs> oh, man. Which quack, I think is hilarious. The, quack, uh, F and quack, man. Love it. The fun fact for the duck, man, is uh, you know that Pittsburgh's area code is 412. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, what I think is hilarious is the duck was born on April 12th. Get out of here. Get out of here, Bo. I just figured that out myself. I was looking some stuff up. The duck's birthday is the same as the area code. Wait, Pittsburgh. you just you just figured that out yourself just now? Yeah, I was looking at some stuff on the duck, man. It blew what? my mind. Blew my mind. Oh, I had I had to tell you. That. I, I wanted to tell you on the pod. I couldn't do that over text. I couldn't do it over text. I had to tell you over the, over the pod. Break that on the pod any week. Oh. God, yeah, so, so I, you need I, to get you I need to get 412 tatting, man. I love it, dude. I I need to. If we get enough that, comments on uh, Twitter for at uh, TSR Bo to get that tatted, Bo, you're gonna have to. Two. Get 412 Pittsburgh's I, area code. I know you'll do it, man. I'm about it. I'm about it. Dude. I know you're about I'll, it. I'll man. be there next week, and I'd be about it, dude. 
Let me um, let me ask you this now: Is Ryan Tannehill your comeback player of the year? I was thinking about it earlier, and I wanted to ask. I'm trying. I'm I'm I need two seconds to think of some guys that were hurt last year. Because didn't Jimmy G come off injury? Jimmy G did come off injury towards ACL last year. Okay, so you got to weigh that in there. I mean, you got a guy who's playing who's ten and three versus a guy who started four games. You know what I mean? I don't even know if is Ryan Tannehill eligible for the award with the amount of games he started. That's I believe he is. I believe he is. If he, I, I think it's kind of messed up sometimes to not be eligible for it. But. It, it is until it's a situation not like this, and they come in sporadically throughout a season and get a lot of starts, and then take the award from someone who played a whole season. You know what I mean? But then like, again, not to not to do be a broken <clears throat> record, but is Lamar Jackson the comeback player of the year? Do you see what I'm saying? How would he be comeback player of the year though? Well, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I was thinking. You know what I was thinking for a minute? I was thinking of most improved. That's what I was so, talking about for a minute. I'll give you that. Um, I'll give you that with the passing that he's added to his game that's completely reliable and you can't even dog it. Like you can't even go anchors cannot get on NFL network and or NFL today, whatever inside the NFL on Showtime. They can't get up there and say he's not a passer anymore. It's like can't. a thing I read on Instagram today that uh in there's it sounded so petty to me because you get NFL scouts get things wrong, and part of the NFL is getting things wrong. You know, you learn from that. And they apparently there is said NFL teams. I'm not sure how many, but said NFL teams are out there uh, looking back at their old records from the 2018 draft to see who uh, said Lamar Jackson wouldn't be like an NFL QB or wouldn't make it as an NFL QB, and they didn't draft him because he went last in the first round. So everyone passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's. 10 teams, 12 teams that need a, you know, a franchise QB. If you can give them one right now, I'd say they'd take Lamar Jackson. If you give it to them, you know, and they pass on it. There's supposed to be these teams out there firing people over that. And I, I get the logic, but dude, I mean, imagine if, if, if that's what happened, they purged scouts every time you missed on a superstar. You know what I mean? I just I think exactly that's kind of petty. That's, that's just my take on that. I don't know anything. I don't run an NFL franchise. I never will. I'll be talking to you on podcasts till I'm 40 if I'm able to do it, you know, and that's fine with me, but I, I find that petty. So that's just it, it, it is a little bit petty. It, it really is. You made some good points in that, too. Like I said, though, I, like you said, you know, I'd probably have to sit here for a minute and think <laughs> about, you know, other guys that are probably a, uh, ready for the award or, or could okay. be, have the award for the comeback. Yeah, um, he's a I, close second, but I think Jimmy G's really earned that. That Jimmy, Jimmy G, you, you know, I forgot about. It. If you may be honest, I did forget about Jimmy G. Yeah. It, it depends, and also it depends on if he, if Tannehill finished out the season like this. I agree. If he, now, if they went out and we missed if, the playoffs, they, went they out, take it exactly. And and then they, they he makes a little playoff run here. Yeah, then you you guys start looking at him. But then again, Jimmy I'll G could do the, the same thing and give me award my award at least my fan exactly. award. <laughs> now now, Bo, you you wanted you were talking to me earlier. And you, okay. you were asking me my opinion on the offensive and defensive rookie of the year and player of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and I think we should break this down for the listeners. Okay. Let me ask you last time. I think last time I started out with something like this, I was the one that went first. I want to hear you. Who is your offensive player of the year? Let's not spend a ton of time on all four. Cause we could. So in my opinion, this is a non QB award, correct? Okay, hey, that's the way I see it. I, that's I don't, the way I see it too. I've never liked it when a cute quarterback, unless it's like <clears> something that packed, uh, unless it was something like Lamar Jackson, which of course he, right now he's for running for MVP. So I, you can't get that award. You usually can't get both. So I think it should always be like a, uh, I guess for people out there, like a flex position. 
like a yeah. like that, that's what I think. A receiver, a running back, you know, probably very rarely is that going to be a tight end, but yeah, it's possible. So but, I, I would say, I mean, in my in my head, <laughs> I make two points with the offensive player of the year thing. I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to put CMC out there because regardless of the Panthers' record, he he has been the best running back in football. And it's not even close. Super dynamic. I mean, he makes he you kind of almost forget about how dynamic Lev Bell was two years ago or whatever when last he played for the Steelers and coming out 940 receiving yards and 1300 rush yards or whatever crazy stat it was. Only you know only like three people ever have or two or three people ever have ever done a thousand and a thousand you know rushing and receiving. And I think he's the kind of guy that's going to make it four guys that have ever done it. But I also think that this is this going to sound really quarterback biased because it, I think it's not a quarterback award. If you don't give it to a quarterback, give it to CMC. But in a weird world, if Lamar wins the MVP, you could almost give offensive player of the year to Russell Wilson. You I almost mean, could. Okay. That's you almost actually, could. And I don't like that. I don't want them to do that. But it's almost like but, he deserves it. I mean, my God, if the man, based on what he's doing right now, if the man doesn't get the um, the credit – He's got to get credit somehow. Like you it's said, I don't quiet, like it being. It's I don't a quiet like dominance, man. I don't like quarterbacks being offensive player of the years. And you know, the guy you just said, Christian McCaffrey, um, is my guy too. Yeah. The guy's got 1,200 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns right now, and he's got 1,800 scrimmage yards right now. He is the Panthers' offense. He and is the Panthers' stop offense. Him. And you and you, he he gets his yardage. It he, doesn't he stop. It. He gets it. And, and what what I love about Christian McCaffrey <clears> is. You know, <clears throat> he was good his rookie season, but each off season he puts in. I don't. I don't think he gets enough credit for the amount of time and effort and work he puts in. Look how much bigger he got this past off season, man. Oh man, just it's. I didn't it's even crazy. think he could get bigger, and he did. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome to watch a guy love and wa- love what he does and want to hone his craft that much. And he that, re- he respects his position in the game. He, he knows that he is a star running back in the league and he doesn't brag about it. He, he works at that. He works at staying that guy. You know, he, he doesn't think he's on top of the mountain. You know what I mean? He's on a constant climb for the peak and it's, he's never at peaked. He's always on a climb to be better. There's guys that sit on top of the mountain and look down over everybody else once they're the best, and then they decline. I think you could see the way he plays, too. He misses, makes people so many people miss, and people don't realize that sometimes is, is that he has power, he has speed. But, I mean, his, just, his lateral agility, I mean, just making people miss side to side is, is elite. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson level, in my opinion. Your first guy's not getting him. First no, guy's your first not guy's not getting him. Not Definitely not getting him. And it's probably going to be maybe gonna be a little bit embarrassing. Like you said, you know, a lot of the number one running backs are the guys who think they are. You just mm-hmm. mentioned him. And, and I'm not saying anything bad about these players. I'm not. They, they're free to brag however they want to. These guys made it to the NFL. They've worked all their lives to do it, right? They're, their entire life, they've been the best guy where they are. Exactly. Le'Veon Bell, though, when he, he has always considered <laughs> himself the best. And he has never been, you know, he's taken to Twitter, to Instagram, and he's always said, like, I'm the best. And that's just not something you see McCaffrey doing. You don't yeah. see McCaffrey doing that. Um, yeah. But, you know, hey. You know, if I, I don't know how I'd be if I was in the NFL, if I was putting up the best numbers at running back, you know, I'd maybe be a little bit cocky. I'd be like, hey, you know, try to catch up. Yeah, I mean, and someone, someone, I think we could, we could just throw a, you know, little penny into the wishing well. We throw a little 
little thing. There's Michael Thomas, man. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas is having an Antonio Brown type unstoppable catch whatever comes his way here. He really is. Unbelievable. Uh, but now, look, okay, let me ask you this. Now we've both we both agreed on our offensive player of the year it should be Christian McCaffrey. I will yeah, honestly be yeah. upset if it's not him. But now, who is your offensive rookie of the year? Mm, um, Let's see if we go the same route on this one because. Okay. I have a feeling I think I know who you're going to pick. I, I think it's only two people I can come down to. So I'll be, I'm interested to hear what you say. Well, I would. I led last time. I mean, I have. I think I have my pick on that. But I mean, I, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear you start off on that. Just. All right. Opinion. How about this? I think. I think Kyler Murray makes a really good case. That's I think yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean. I think, I think that's a good pick. Also, I, I was going to go a different route, believe it or not, but that is a good pick. Okay, I think. Well, no, that's not. No, 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 not my pick. Not my pick. Just a little Uh-oh. teaser. Kyler Murray, I think, makes a good case. But if it's me, I'm giving it to Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Is that who you're going with? Yeah, it is. Okay, I think. <laughs> I think Josh Jacobs came in, man, and. You know, people thought he would be good, but he really became a guy that they gave the ball in big game situations. They Closer, fed him. Man. They fed him. And he, he didn't disappoint. I think he's going to be great for a long time in Oakland. I yeah. really do. I think yeah. that offense fits him well. Um, basically, let's see. This year, he has 1,100 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. I think he deserves it. Like I said, Kyler Murray, you know, I've talked <clears> to a couple of people that think Kyler Murray. Uh, could be the guy. I'll be honest. Kyler Murray has done better in Arizona in the no the, He's the got situation. No protection, man. He has He's no protection. And I mean, we uh, had know, four sacks on him today. You know what I mean? And I, I'll say this: I thought he was going to get banged up a lot. I thought since he was his small stature, you know, he I thought he would be pretty well. He takes it pretty well, and he's a good, he's shown he's a good thrower of the football, and he's dangerous on the ground, man. He'll, he'll get away. First guy is usually not getting him, you know. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's how these players are nowadays, man. It's They're amazing. so elusive. Um, but I think I think the most impressive thing about Josh Jacobs, outside of you know great yardage, I love his yards per carry. It, yeah. I, I love it. I mean, it's 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 up there at the top of the league. It's five, It's basically five yards carry. I it love really it. is. You know what it, I mean? It's you, awesome. You can't beat that. You can't. You can't. I love the whisper effect, man. Oh, I love the whisper effect. I just, you're going to give me, you you hand, I'm a coach. You give me a running back. He's going to get you four and a half, five yards of carry. Give me that guy. Yeah, love give me that guy all every day, day long. Okay, you're coming to Thanksgiving with me and my family. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring, bring him to the house, man. All the turkey. He can have both turkey legs, and that's my favorite part. My family we, gives we it to me every eat. year. We all eat. All right, let me, okay, so let's talk about this then. Okay, we've got, we've got our Offensive Player of the Year and Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now let's talk about our Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, do you okay. want me to lead or do you want to go first on this one? I'd, I'd love to give you my opinion, and it's totally biased. All right, well, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay, you know what? All right, go you ahead. Break that, with, with, with that. Okay, I th- it's two people, I think. I think you can have two people. All right, let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Okay. I see, I want to be – I really want to be right. Um. Both okay. The, both pe- the people that I'm going to guess are the people on your team. So, well, I'm, I'm gonna guess. Gonna, I, I'm gonna guess the okay. one that I think's least least likely right now. Okay. Like that, that is it Minka? No, it's T.J. Watt. I, it's I, T.J. I Watt. It's okay, T.J. Watt. Watt is mine too. Okay, he the year James Harrison won uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He's on pace to have I think more QB hits and pressures, and he's got it's like 28. Know, 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's almost at thirty. It's, he's almost at thirty QB hits. Right? Any quarterback who hears that should be really scared. That's a lot. He's on you like white on rice. Listen to and, this man. Yeah, he's a freak. He has one interception, five forced fumbles, three <laughs> fumble recoveries, twelve and a half sacks, and eleven tackles for loss with almost thirty. 30 three zero QB hits. He's on. You can't. There's he's he's become unblockable. He's on. He's in there all the time. I love it. I love in it. They're like swimwear, man. He's he's he really is. he's my pick. And I mean, it, 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 it can sound biased. It can sound like whatever. But I think he's in every in anyone's mind. He should be a top three pick. And I don't think that you can name any of the three before the season ends and they're all valid. They're all valid candidates until the season's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until the season's over, your pick is your pick, you know? And, and that's all, that's all, that's all that is in my opinion. So. so let's see, let's see if we have, this is what's crazy. I don't know if any of the listeners, listeners have kept up with us. We have had the same person for every award. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's kinda clear cut. I mean it has it's, been it's a clear cut. It's it. been a clear cut year, man. You it know, really has Shaquille right. Barrett has fourteen and a half sacks on the year, but his defense isn't elite came in my opinion. Nowhere. It's came yeah, I mean he did burst like out it came out of like a like out of a cannon with these sacks. Exactly. I mean, he somebody's gonna have to give him the bag next year. They're gonna have to yeah, back up the Brinks truck. Carpet is on him for sure. Okay, defensive rookie of the year. All right, now oh. I feel like all right, all right, you know what I want to do? I want to count down. I'm going to go three, two, one, and you say <laughs> your guy, and I say my guy, okay? okay? All right. All right, three, two, one, Nick Bosa. Bosa. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, we oh didn't my. write this down. We did not, we did not rehearse like, this, people. We, we, we are just all we, we do is text each other what we're going to talk about in topics, and this is and we did not put player names. We okay. do uh, we didn't like. <laughs> that just I just think it's that kind of year, dude. I mean, it's not even trying to be, not even trying to be anything like you know, just making a show for the podcast or anything. It's just that kind of year where guys are making themselves. No, and they're separating from the pack. You know what I mean? In my opinion. So, okay. So Nick Bosa, everybody, um, you know, I just gave out TJ Watt stats. I'll do Nick Bosa the same, uh, the same. He has one interception, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, eight sacks, and 14 tackles for a loss. Even on he's been, he's been good, good. for a rookie. I, I know. And see, here, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, down his uh, – he, he's done this across – he he has been a playmaker in every game this year, but I feel like Bo half of that came against the Carolina Panthers that, that uh, a couple weeks ago when he just destroyed the entire game. He, he owned them. That, that was his game. They might as well just count that win for him and nobody else. <laughs> but let's look at something else, Bo. That I was I was thinking about when I was writing down my guys earlier. Okay, so we've got Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. So the, the defensive rookie of the year this year has a older brother in the NFL who is. Just as good. I mean, you know, I think Nick Bosa is going to be a little bit better in the long run. But Joey is the man. He is the man. He's the most dangerous player on the San Diego. Oh, my. Did you hear that? The uh, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> wow, that was that was. I don't think they should be in Los that, Angeles. That hurt coming out, they man. I almost shed a tear over that one. Um, But then let's think about this. Then you have T.J. Watt for defensive play of the year. Both of them have brothers in the I, – I, and if I'm not mistaken, I think both of their brothers won the awards they they might win this year. I believe did Joey Bosa correct. win Defensive Rookie of the Year that year? Marshawn Lattimore might have won that man. 
Oh, he may have. You're right. Marshawn Lattimore came out of a cannon that year. Well, yeah, I mean, I think because the Saints took both that year, I think. Remember, but, they took offense and defense. You're right. You're right. Um, you, you're exactly right. Wow, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, well, obviously, <laughs> defensive player of the year. JJ Watts had that before. Let's. Make we it. should. You should. You should double check me. I mean, I'm just going I, off. I know you're right. Being, I, I, mean, being I think obsessive you're right. I think it's Marshall Lattimore. I'm not going to get on the computer. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> I trust you, bro. I think you're right. Okay. But right. let, let's just think about it. both of these guys that are winning these awards come from a family of great football players. Oh, and, it's the bloodline, it's a lineage, dude. It's okay, let me ask you this: Who has the better? Ooh, oh man, this is such a good one. Who? who, who you're a more. I'm okay. Let me see how I want to phrase this. Who would you? What bloodline is better? T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt. You know, we know what J.J. Watt's done, but you know, so, so <coughs> Joey or, or Joey and Nick Bosa. Who would you rather really have? But the the two Watts. Can I have? Okay, so can I have the Watts in the same age frame? Like the Bosa's are three years apart. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. Like I would the give, Watts I are you, nine years apart, apart or eight, whatever. Kind of however long JJ's been in the league. You know what I mean? For a while. He's, on, about, the, he's on the back end. He's on the back nine. You're a defensive coordinator, okay? Mm-hmm. And you get to either have. Okay, I'll give you the three-year age range. Oh, you're gonna tell me if I can have if right now if I can if you're saying age. You can either right have JJ Watt and TJ Watt. TJ Watt and JJ Watt or both Boses. Just, just at the ages they are and everything. Give me the Boses. You got you got your ends for the next decade. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying JJ Watt can be young. I'm saying it can oh, be. Watts all day, ten, ten out of ten. Too, but I think Watts. it's closer. I think so it's closer. Dominant. I think it's closer though. Yeah. I think it's closer than than I don't know. <laughs> it's just because of the tape I've seen on JJ, dude. I mean, he's an animal. We all know yeah. that, and and, and uh, incredible, incredible. I mean, just, they're they're both really good in coverage as well. Like and like like JJ can low key drop back. Like dude, low, I'm, low, I'm, low key, he can. I'm pretty sure that um. I'm pretty sure TJ has like five pass deflections too. He does. Now, I mean, dude, TJ first game in the NFL pick, like first game. I it's, mean, for it's on awesome. the ground. I mean, he just he just first instantly, like I think first half first game pick. And he can play coverage. Now let's uh let's move on here, Bo. God, I feel like we ramble constantly. Not yeah. all the time. I mean, we got it's pretty constant. That. All right, let's talk about. I want to talk about a big. We got we got two coaches to talk about. <laughs> okay. The first one is Ron Rivera. Okay. Rod Rivera just got um, let go by the Carolina Panthers. Okay. R.I.P. I love okay. Ron Rivera. I love Ron Rivera. This guy is a two-time NFL Coach of the Year. Yeah. He's won 76 of 140 regular season games in in Carolina. He has three division titles and one Super Bowl appearance. So if I'm a team that is looking for a coach right now, Ron Rivera is at the top of my list. Oh, if you, yeah. I, I don't think there's anyone else, unless you can correct me and come back and tell me someone I'm not thinking about. I don't think there's anyone in the NFL right now that I would be looking at over Ron Rivera. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I mean, I think if I'm the – honestly, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm looking at him. You know okay. I mean? Okay. Uh, They're not going to pin do in it. that. Put a pin in it. You Bad don't – you just, you just read my mind. Just wait. Just listen but, to this. I don't think they're going to do it, though. I mean, that's bad culture, in my opinion. Okay, well, here, here. Okay, you know what? You're going to make me jump to it. Okay, jump to Bo, it. Oh, you, 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 you're going to pull it out of me. What I was going to say is, first, give me a yes or no. I just yes or no. We're not going to go into it. Did he deserve to get fired? Gosh, no. Okay, I say, <laughs> I say no too. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, you're gonna judge him off Kyle Allen as your quarterback for a whole season. I mean, injuries all over the field. I mean, two. He hasn't had a healthy quarterback in three years. <coughs> you're right. It's the Super Bowl. He hasn't had a healthy exactly. quarterback. And I mean, he's like I, I think our buddy Pete said it the best. Uh, two two time coach of the year. Don't they don't grow on trees? They don't. You're right. They you're just right. No, they don't. don't grow on trees. I mean, it's just simple as that. It's like Mike Thomas. Why the Steelers don't fire Mike Tomlin? They don't grow on trees. They like, don't grow on trees, man. Once you let it. one go, it's going to be tough to find one as good as the one you've had. So, so, they can so, hire Josh McDaniels all they want. It don't mean he's going to be as good hey, as Ron Rivera. I agree. Now, let's let's talk about this now. Where could you – okay, there, there's, there's about five, maybe six teams in the NFL right now that should be and are probably going to be or actually are looking for a new head coach. That is Dallas – Cleveland, the Chargers, the Giants, Atlanta, and Washington. You think the Giants are going to be looking for a new coach? Didn't they just hire Shermer? Well, I'm going off of I'm going off of. Have, have you not heard all this this spiel coming up about? Now they're saying some of it's rumors, but I can see the Giants. The, the Giants do the most unbelievably. You can't predict what they do. They're so unpredictable. Like the list past draft, like I said about last, on episode one. With them picking Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence, that was crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But hey, by the way, I want to let you know while we've been talking, I did a little research. You were right, uh, Joey Bosa, super impressively. I was wrong. I was a year off. Marshawn Lattimore did that in 2017 when they drafted. That's what Mara. I'm saying, man. How, uh, two, he played 12 games that year with 10 and games half sacks. And it. With 10 it, and a half sacks, yeah. People and, see, see now there's a it's recency bias, man. That, uh, let me let me just say this and we'll move on. But um, Nick Bosa comes in, you know, they're all saying that on, oh, you know, Nick Bosa is going to be he's the better brother. We forget how good Joey is when he's healthy, man. Oh yeah, we really. But like I was going to say is you, you know, I was going to say where could you see uh, Rivera next with Dallas, Cleveland, the Chargers, Giants, Atlanta, Washington? Okay, I say let me see him in Cleveland, like you just said. And let me tell you why, Bo. Let me go on my little tangent here. You know I love to do that, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows how to deal with flashy players. He dealt with Cam Newton, one of the mm-hmm. maybe the most flashy player in the NFL. I mean, you got Odell. I understand that. But Cam is flashy. He loves the spotlight, okay? And then he also dealt with Josh Norman. He, he's not a flashy guy, but he's a big personality, okay? Yeah. I think he can deal with Odell – Landry and Baker. Sure. I, re- I really think he can. And I think Cam Newton was more flashy than Baker. I think Baker just needs someone to reel him in, reel him in, get him to be a little bit more disciplined with things he says and, and the uh, just things he does in general off the field and on. Okay. I think yeah. Rob Rivera is the man for that. He's a defensive minded coach. And I think he would be taking over a, an extremely talented defense in the Browns. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. right now, I think. <laughs> Ron Rivera is just a better – I'm not going to say a better guy because I don't know either one of them personally. But I don't know if you saw what Freddie Kitchens was wearing, uh, the shirt he was wearing. You're supposed to be setting an example for your players, right? He came out after Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph in the head with what I would call a weapon and said, <laughs> we don't commend that around here. That That's not – we don't look for that in our players, right? And then just to come out and wear a T-shirt that said, and I quote – Pittsburgh started it. Well, you know where he got it, right? Yes. Kids gave it to him. Kids, but and, and still, he, and you he told, don't and the kids weren't wearing public, and 
like an adult, he should have told his kids that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that, man. That's not saying the example for your locker room. This isn't this isn't the JV rivalry from across your county. Like this is the National Football League. But let, let me let me tell you what I love Talking about, about your Ron. dad's job security for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let me tell you why I love Ron Rivera though, Bo. I love Ron Rivera because I was I was reading a lot about Ron Rivera and I read that. He has always tried to get his own family, his actual family, to be close to the Panthers team. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he wanted li- – and listen to this. He was criticized for for some people – by some people for having, yeah. for having his wife and daughter around the Panthers team so much. But he told the players – now listen to this. He told the players he was trying to set an example of how to treat your family. Bo – there, there needs to be more of that in the NFL, especially with all of this stuff going on right now with domestic violence. Oh, it's crucial. Needs, it's there crucial. needs to be more coaches out there that will set an example, not just on the field, but off of it. There needs to be more people out there that are taking head coaching positions that need to be like Ron Rivera. I, I love Ron Rivera. I've always respected him. Always respect him. I think he's always coached it the right way, and he's been dependable and a stand-up guy. That's my two cents, man. I, you know, I know I, ra- I ramble, but when I get really passionate about something, I ramble on it, man. Like I, I get really into this stuff, and it's, it's your I, show, man. That's the point of it. It's just, I, it's, it's so hard to see someone talk down on Rivera. Just for you know, getting his I family. I don't even know if his firing was talking down. I feel like it was just a. It's they felt like there had to be a shift. You know, some. I don't like that the the family thing came out. That might have been some talking down. But I think most fans categorized it as there just had to be new life into the franchise. You know what I mean? And and I I, I can get with that. And it, it's it stinks. And it, because nowadays people aren't into waiting, especially new owners. You know what I mean? Tepper's been there for what th- two three years man i mean he's trying to get to keep fans into it keep season ticket holders there keep the interest he probably feels like it just has to happen and you know that's that's my two cents on that not that i i don't agree with with it necessarily i wouldn't have fired him if if you put me in that position you know but i'm just a yeah. <laughs> just a guy you know and, and now you know we've got ron rivera okay yeah. which is which is more of like a respect a respect topic not mm-hmm. that we don't respect this next guy but there was it, it was just hating to see Ron Rivera maybe catch some slack in some ways. And like I said, like you said, Bo, you don't find two-time Coach of the Year candidates – well, not candidates, winners, winners of the award. He wins that over 32 other coaches when he exactly. wins Exactly. You know what you I mean? You don't find those guys out there looking for jobs. Yeah. But talk about looking for jobs. You know, hard it is to go 15-1 in a season. Oh my! He did that. That season was incredible, and, and still, Dude, bro, that's what I'm talking about. Ten co- less than ten coaches have probably ever done that in the NFL. You know what he I mean? Was, it's like less than five, probably. He was able to, you know, Cam Newton's a huge personality, man, and he was able to get Cam Newton to be disciplined enough to still be out there and be Cam. Um, yeah. You know, I, I have you know a lot of guys. I know real well that are big time Panthers fans, man. And they tell me all the time that was the best season ever for them. It was oh, so yeah. much fun. And I think so too. It, it was just awesome. Well, but yeah, the whole dab, like, you know, the whole dab, that whole season was about the dab. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. I think Ron Rivera, 
I think if he, you gave him this Cleveland team, I think this t- Cleveland team could make a serious run. I really believe that. But like I said, we'll move on to this next guy. Apparently, this guy is going to have a job forever. And I mean forever, no matter what happens. Jason Garrett, people. You want to have that type of job security. <laughs> I wish I could have this type of job security. I I own my own business, and I don't have this type of job security. Nope. Jerry Jones refuses same. to fire this guy, man. He refuses to move on. And what is frustrating is – listen, I'm going to tell you this, Bo. This is the Dallas Cowboys record through 13 games under Jason Garrett from 2011 to 2019, okay? 2011, they were 7-6. and six. 2012, they were seven and six. 2013, they were seven and six. 2014, seven nine and, six. and four. It's only 13 games. I know this is through 13 games. Through 13 games. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, 2014, nine and four. 2015, four and nine. 2016, eleven and two. 2017, seven and six. Mm. 2018, eight and five. 2019, six and seven. And what I think is frustrating about that is the Cowboys have so much wasted talent right now. Yeah. Uh, I think now now. Run, run, run through your head real quick, Bo. But when I say this, and see if see if you think I'm wrong with this, I yeah. think the Cowboys, no doubt in my mind, have one of the top five most talented teams in the NFL. When you're looking at the amount of talent, big name guys and playmakers on one team, I think they're easily top five. Now, if you want Definitely to run on offense, we, I mean, you got you've got an up and coming guy, Leighton Vander Esch, on yeah. defense, Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith, straight paid. And Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Two I mean, Jalen and Demarcus are heavily paid NFL players. Heavily paid. Yeah. There's a reason paid they players. Are. There is a yeah. reason they are. <clears throat> Demarcus Lawrence was kind of doing what TJ Watt was this year, a year ago, with he had high not his sack totals weren't top of the league, but his QB pressures and hits were super high. And that's what like nowadays your pressure on the quarterback, your your just contact with him is equally as important as your sack total. And I think that's what got him paid. And he's still still on that game, man. He's still on pretty much unstoppable out there. I mean, and then you he, like you go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say he gets to practice against the best too. He does, you know man. He does. He, he's uh, getting. He's Tyron getting Smith is, is unbelievable. Exactly. That whole offensive line is unbelievable. Yeah. I think maybe they've lost a little bit of a step, but uh, still, that offensive well, line. Yeah. I would say the still, offense as a whole has lost a little bit of a step. I would say that too. This year. Do you? Do you? It was, it's Kellen Moore. Yes. No, it's, yeah, Boise Kellen Moore. State's Kellen Moore. Yeah. Kellen Moore. Um, I remember at the beginning of the season, man, people were saying that that That's offensive tough. coordinator, they thought that. He was like the second coming of Sean McVay. Dude, I was gonna say like they everyone thought that his like old quarterback wisdom would come in and he would just be the whisperer for I Dak. Mean, they they thought that they thought that through a couple of games, man. <laughs> like they Jason Garrett that. wouldn't ruin it all. <laughs> exactly, and now it's all fallen to shambles. It's yeah. it's. I thought he, I thought he could have a chance of taking over the team, but they they don't really do head coach inner promotions like that nowadays. No, no, they don't, and. Think, think about this. How does a team that has Dak – now, I know Dak catches flack every now and then. They think he's overrated. But Dak, who's a solid quarterback, okay? There's a lot of teams they, in the NFL that would take Dak Prescott. They should pay him exactly. for sure. Dak, Ezekiel Elliott, Imar, Amari Cooper. And, and on top of that, Michael Gallup at this point. Michael Gallup's starting to become a, Great a ball serious number two guy. People don't give that man enough credit. But he could even get paid to be a one. Exactly. Know. Moving on, Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, and Van Der Esch. 
you know, you can still say Sean Lee, but you know, we're looking at the young guys. How does how is that team six and seven Dude, in a division the, that the has the giant line is all pro across exactly. the board. Their backups, some of them are, are Pro Bowl worthy if they started somewhere else. Exactly, and and you're playing in a division. I think I'm worst division I'm, I, football. Worst I, division I, football this year. Exactly. I think Carson Wentz. I know he's having some really bad up and downs. I still think he's one of the when he's pl- when he's playing Carson Wentz football. I think he's a top seven, seven quarterback in the NFL. But uh, yeah, I mean, when his lines all out there, when Lane yeah, Johnson's on the field, and, and his players have you seen his numbers without Lane Johnson and with Lane Johnson? It's incredible. It's Which ridiculous. is why <laughs> they just drop on him like seventy five million. Oh yeah, they should. Lane Johnson's the best. Man. Lane Johnson's the best. The man. But the best. but what I'm saying is okay, you've got. You've got a, a a rookie quarterback for for the Redskins, right? And you have a rookie quarterback for the Giants. The Redskins are in shambles right now, and the Giants are in shambles. It's Saquon Barkley show, people. It really is. And the Eli well, Manning I don't even know whose show it is. I have no idea whose show it is. It'll in, be Eli's in, show again soon. Yeah, I know it will. Um, but. I don't even know whose show it is in in Washington. I mean, may uh, it possibly week to week, Adrian soon. Peterson or Darius Guys. That's who you're looking at, people. While Dwayne Haskins gets over the hiccups of his, you know, playing the first uh, like watching Guys football. run though. Yeah, Dar- Darius Guys. I feel so bad for Darius Guys, man. He's one of I've actually had talked to him quite a bit on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the stuff, and I, I like seeing what he we tweets very, about. Man, he's very connected with his fans. He, he really is. is. He's if you if you say something to him, he responds to you, or he likes it, or he retweets. If it's worthy, it. yeah. It really is. He he's an awesome he really guy. Is. Um, he really is. Always has a smile on his face, man. He's been through a lot of injury. Uh, he's been put through a lot of injury issues with his knees, and he's always smiling, man. Um, I just love how positive he is. But I I just don't understand how. They are now. They are leading their division by the grace of God. Well, going to God's been on any of their sides this season. <laughs> no, six and they're six and seven, and they're leading their division, which goes to show how bad that division is in football this year. It's, so it's, it's kind of like the year the Panthers made it at sub five hundred. Remember that? I do remember that. It's pretty rough. Uh, Everyone in the division was below five hundred, and reminds me of that. Yeah. It, it, I don't, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's so much wasted potential on that team, and it's really frustrating to see. I think Jerry Jones knows it. I think he has to know it, but I think he's so comfortable with Jason Garrett. I mean, I think he's almost become family. I mean, I I would be honestly surprised if Jason Garrett wasn't at Jerry Jones' Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, I'm being it's definitely a joint there, Thanksgiving. There's something going on. <laughs> There is something going on. I mean, Jerry Jones is addicted to the control of that franchise. It's pretty he clear. Is, is. You know what and I mean? He's, he's, well, it's the well, power. Many, it's like king. How many Super Bowls did Jerry Jones uh, oversee? Was it one three. or two? Was it three? I thought In it the was. the 90s? I'm pretty sure it's three. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, it was three. It's 92, like, 95, and well, I, I hope he I hope he keeps close hold on those Super Bowl rings because if Jason Garrett is at the helm of this Dallas Cowboys team, mm-hmm. he won't be getting another new shiny one. He really <laughs> will not be. Yeah. And and you could put you can put write that in cement. People not, not, people hate on Jerry, but the, the three rings thing's pretty legit. <laughs> it is legit. It is, it legit. is legit. When he took over the Cowboys, man, they thought, and you know he won those Super Bowls. They were like, wow, like. 
this owner is a god. They thought they thought they had like the Bill Belichick Patriots thing going on. Exactly, for them. and then it just went like so south. <laughs> and then the so Patriots quickly. dominated two decades, not one. <laughs> exactly, and Robert Kraft's like, nah, man, check my fingers. We're, we're doubling up on you. Actually, we're more than doubling up. I'm on gonna you. puke, honestly. We keep talking about that. But <laughs> anyway, man. Salty Steelers fan over here. That's my big. That's my big. Um, NFL stuff I want to talk to you about. Do you have anything else you want to throw in before we get on moved on to the college stuff? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think so, man. Um, I think we got it all out there. I'm. I'm glad we mentioned Michael Thomas and the Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's having an outstanding year. He's the best receiver in football right now, I'd say. And all right, I was going to ask you earlier, would you say um, DeAndre Hopkins over him or not? Oh man, I mean, if all right, let me ask you this: Put hmm, DeAndre I'll, Hopkins in the Saints' offense. Take put Michael Thomas on the Texans. And put DeAndre Hopkins on the Saints. I still think Michael Thomas is like completion percentage is just as good. He has okay. just as few a drops. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, obviously he's not winning as many games. He doesn't have as good of an OC and head coach to work with, but or Drew Brees. But I mean, Deshaun Watson's pretty good. I think his drop rates just as just as low, which is you know, a good thing. He doesn't drop many balls, if any at all. He's like what. Like three drops on the year tops. Yeah. Like, he doesn't drop the ball. It, it's crazy, like, man. It really yeah, is crazy. I mean, he I, went off today too, and dude, I'm gonna tell you what. Right now, I will never complain having him on my fantasy team. No, I. I mean, honestly, like a few years ago, I had him and I complained about it, but then I realized that I was complaining in a standard scoring league about having him, and I should have known that he would have been lackluster because his receptions are what wins everyone the league. You know, he's exactly. a guaranteed 22 points a game because he's exactly. Get I think today he had like 11 or 12 receptions. Yeah, they dude. were playing the. Uh, and by the way, that was an awesome game. The 49ers, unfortunately, game, I played of, the game of the year? Question mark. Maybe game of the year. Did you I mean, see George dude. Kittle drag those guys? Oh, yeah. George uh, yeah. Kittle is an animal. Well, man. When, and, oh. when when they had 53 seconds and three timeouts to get down the field to kick a field goal, I, I looked at the people I was watching football with and was like, y'all know this is over. <laughs> they, just knew so people, they knew it too. Just so people know this, I don't think Iowa – okay, like I said, I think I think Georgia is RBU. Some people say it's Bama. Um, but I think Georgia, you know, it's probably some biased, maybe a lot of biased, but I think we have the numbers to back it up. But Iowa is T-E-U. George Kittle, T.J. Hawkinson, Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant and T.J. Hawkinson are both going to be great going down, like, you know, moving yeah. forward. But yeah. but George Kittle as well. I, I don't think – I mean, who – I mean, I'm actually – you know what? We'll do some research and see if we can find – um, if there's another school that puts out tight ends like that, but I always got to be. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there is, bro. And to think about it, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna look I up. I don't think there is, bro. You know what? I'm gonna look up for the listeners. I'm gonna look up. This is what we're gonna. You write this down, bro. If you have a piece of paper right now. I got. I'm. I got a Google Docs up. I can type it. All right. I want you. I'm gonna find out who the QBU is. Okay. RBU. Uh, WRU. TEU. Um, and we're going to find out there's offensive universities. All right. And then we may do a, a defensive one later. Oh yeah. Be awesome. But I think that'd be interesting to see who QBU is. I really think that'd be uh, really cool to see, but moving on, Bo, let's get down to the, uh, the college topics. All right. First thing I want to say is, and I don't want to spend much time on this, Bo. It's you okay. in Georgia. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big time Georgia fan guys. And um, it was the number one offense in the country versus the number one defense. And it's a shame. The, the number one offense looked like the number one offense and the number one defense looked like the number 100 defense. 
they 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 ran all over us, man. Uh, Georgia's couldn't move the ball. Jake Fromm looked like he was rattled all game. He did. He wasn't. All, he didn't have chemistry with his receivers. Was basically ended up missing two or three of his receivers at any point in time. Uh, Dominic Blaylock tore his ACL. George Pickens was suspended for the first half of the game for fighting um, against Georgia Tech last weekend. And then Lawrence Cajor, the leading pass catcher for the Bulldogs, was out uh, due to an ankle injury that he was suffered in practice. Cajor is terrible. Man. I think the biggest part of that game, man, is Georgia is deep with talent in the secondary. Okay, they're yes. really deep. And watching that talented secondary go against Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase was awesome. Jamal Chase and Justin Jefferson torched them. They straight up they're, torched they're, them. They're both top three or four round guys for sure. They, they really should are, be. Man. They should and be at least. Another thing is, I mean, my God, bro. Joe Burrow, this was the easily the toughest defense that he had faced, man. For sure. And Joe Burrow looked like he was playing high school kids. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it, looked, like, it looked like you took – I'm not going to say – this is just what I'm trying to say. Don't – I don't need anyone coming at me saying, oh, he said Russell Wilson is Joe Burrow or Joe Burrow is Russell Wilson. But it looks like – what I'm saying is it looks like you took a guy like Russell Wilson who's played in the NFL at the big leagues and put him in an LSU uniform, and he was just poised. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. it looked like. People and, complain because his offensive line's good and he doesn't get crazy pressure. But, I mean, that's not his fault. And okay, number, let, two, number two, he reads he reads pressure really well. If, if anyone who's saying that, for anyone who is saying that, I'm pretty sure LSU, uh, their offensive line allowed the fifth most sacks in the SEC. Okay? So any of those people out there saying that are not giving – uh, Joe Burrow enough credit, or they're giving the offensive line of LSU too much credit. Well said. So, so let's let's be real, people. Let's check let's check these facts out. You know, I'm not trying to be hateful, but you know, we've got to give these guys credit when they deserve the credit. You know, my best, my favorite team just got destroyed, and I've got to give him credit, Joe Burrow. And you know, it's it's really easy, Bo, to give Joe Burrow credit when your NFL team has the number one overall pick. <laughs> Bo, Guaranteed it today. It, it was hard, Bo. I was watching this man completely just break apart my favorite college football team, but just to walk into the hands of my favorite NFL team. You're, so you're, course, watching, you're watching like, the next decade of your NFL life. Yeah, I was like, wow. I'll, I'll, you know what? Sorry, Georgia. You're going to have to eat this loss because I need this for 10 more years for the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> like really really that's what i was thinking the entire time man i really think um okay let me ask you this you also had the game where clemson destroyed uva and, God, and, and a lot of people a lot of people have been saying that uh you know they, i don't I, I guess you've heard about this but they've been coming down on Dabo sweeney saying that you know clemson plays nobody that's what they've been saying i'm not saying that you it's know, not I, clemson's fault either really it's not i clemson's mean there's no one to play in the ACC right now. There's no one to play. They just played, bar none, the second best team in the conference. Like they j and they put up 62. There's yeah, no they one dropped, they can play. Dropped a hot 62 on them. And you at know, this point, you, you're looking for a conference realignment, and if then you're you just going to dilute the ACC if you do that. So yeah, it's exactly. not going to happen. You couldn't have said that any better, Bo. You are looking for a conference realignment, and I think, I think Clemson's uber talented yeah now do i think they would have done that to an sec they, to a georgia or something like that it, i don't was it deandre saying like yesterday or today that clemson puts out the best pro players and i might agree with him i mean i had not i know uga guy 
But I mean, some of these guys coming out now—the Grady Jarretts, the DeAndres, hey, the Grady Sammy Jarrett, Watkins, hey, give me Geno Atkins, give me Geno Atkins over Grady Jarrett every day. Sure. Where Where did Geno play? Did he play to Georgia? Is that he where he played? Georgia. Played? I did not know that. I did not know that. See, it's a UGA knowledge. Hey, you, got, you know, you sure. got you got Justin Houston. But I'm just man. saying, Grady Jarrett is a is a is an NFL caliber franchise type D lineman who's a Walter Payton Man of the Year finalist. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm not taking like, anything away from Grady. They, I'm not trying. To. They they are a factory for pros. They are. They yeah. what, let me tell you what they are. They are they are a wide receiver factory. Yeah. It's it's DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Deion Kane, huge for the Steelers today. Um, Hunter Renfro. Oh yeah, yeah. Mr. Rogers out there catching TDs. It's crazy, man. He's balding guys. He has no hair. He's out there catching TDs in the league. It's awesome, man. I I do think. And then like think about what they got upcoming. T Higgins, Justin Ross. T Higgins is raw, dude. He is raw. I love me some T Higgins, man, and I think he would fit perfectly with the Indianapolis Colts. I he really do, man. Steelers. Oh, I know you want him on the Steelers, man. <laughs> I remember that deep threat on the outside, bro. He's, He's perfect. All right, so listen to this. Let's let's talk about it. So, let me ask you this, bro. Who is your favorite? Who is your favorite right now? LSU between LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. Who is your favorite? I gave you four teams. Give me a name. For favorite right now, LSU. LSU. I like LSU. I like them a lot. I mean, my heart, I mean, I want to be – God, Ohio State jumped them in there, and they both keep winning. Ohio State's super balanced, super. I was reading today, J.K. Dobbins could drop down to the Steelers in the second round, and I would be about that life. Okay, Dude, Jay, from Ohio State. Any team should be happy with J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I would be so pumped. Be all JK- about it. J.K. Dobbins was good last year, man, but he had to share touches a lot with Mike Weber. Yeah. And when Mike Weber left, people were wondering, you know, because J.K. JK Dobbins struggled at times last year. Mm-hmm. And I think he just couldn't get in rhythm. And at, this year he has come out and showed he will shoulder the load, man. He He's improved his his vision, um, you know, when to hit his gaps. Um, I, I, I a lot of his game. I think, think LSU is going to get pressure on fields, and and that was the thing that Wisconsin was on fields the first half. He struggled. They were up. Second half, fields hardly gets touched. Their defense shuts Wisco down, and that's the game. And that and they just come back and beat them. You know, those those they shut them out the second half. I mean, Wisconsin did nothing on either end of the ball. What I think. What I think. This is what I think is is interesting and um, exciting about Ohio State. Is you have a an, a phenomenal quarterback to watch with Justin Fields, right? Yeah. You have a phenomenal running back to watch with J.K. Dobbins. You have the best overall football player in the country in Chase Young on the defensive side. You got of the ball. number one cornerback going in the draft next Jeffrey year. Jeffrey Okuda. You're right, man. So I think that's just awesome to watch. Um, and I'm thinking I'm trying to make sure I got his name right. Sean Wade is the mm-hmm. is the cornerback two on no, that he's team. He's gonna go no round. He's top two rounds. Exactly. Sean Wade is good, people. <laughs> really he doesn't good. get enough talk because Akuda's yeah. so good. Because yeah. Akuda's one of the best cornerbacks to he's come out probably this past mix, decade. He's really good. And what I think is going to be awesome, man, is, okay, we got Ohio State playing Clemson, right? So, okay, so let's, let's recap. You said LSU is your favorite. I, I say that because I think LSU can do things defensively that Ohio State's not really seeing. Okay. You know right. what I mean? And let, Chase, let, Young, Chase Young might be his <laughs> match with the LSU O-line and Titans. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. So let me. So you're saying LSU is your favorite if you're betting. You're, I you're like. Betting. I'm an SEC better when it comes to national championships, man. Okay. All right. Let me tell you this. Ohio State plays Clemson. 
Yeah. I think that's an awesome matchup. But let me tell you the most interesting story with that matchup is Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields. Because you think about it, that is QB1 and QB2, or QB1A and QB1B for next year's draft. Trevor Lawrence's stats were a little def- I mean, uh, inflated for me in the UVA game. UVA wow. has a great like like round one caliber safety that wasn't out there. Bryce Hall, man. Yeah, Bryce he's, Hall he's is great. awesome. He is awesome, man. He is. He is. He's a, people he, didn't I get to watch he, him. He's Juan Thornhill level. Am I probably better when he's healthy, 100. percent I would say he's definitely Juan Hill. Juan Thornhill. I can't even talk. Juan Thornhill uh, level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would like you said. I'd probably say he's a little bit better. I would. Uh, when uh, when 100. percent I agree. By the way, Juan Thorn. Uh, Juan tackler. Thornhill. He. Uh, you know where he played high school, right? Alta Vista. About Alta forty-five Vista, minutes. Which any from few us. people that are, you know aren't familiar with where we are from, uh, Alta Vista is about forty-five minutes uh, north of us. We're in so, Danville, Virginia. <laughs> in Danville, Virginia. So I thought I just think that's awesome seeing Juan Thornhill out there. Um, uh, four three four man, love it. And what was cool about that is I know for a fact when he played in Alta Vista or for Alta Vista, it's very hard to be a defensive player, especially in high school, man. And like like you run the reason you win is because of a defensive player. Oh like yeah. One player. And dude, he he won games for his teams constantly, which I think is is awesome. He was kind of doing in high school what Chase Young's doing for Ohio State right now. Like you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, but like I was saying, I think you're going to be watching Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields. You're going to be watching J.K. Dobbins versus um, Travis Etienne. You're going to be watching Justin Ross and um, Justin Ross and T. Higgins against. Uh, I, I keep thinking I'm not getting this name right. I've been thinking about this name all day. It's literally been on the tip of my tongue. It, it, K.J. Hill. K.J. Hill for, for Ohio State. The Robertson for Ohio State. Um, yeah. And. I just think it's going to be an awesome game, man. You get to watch, like I said, Okuda, Chase Young versus um, Clemson. That's going to be great. But my, my eyes are going to be solely – I think solely. that's going to be the first-round game of the playoff? It, well, it already is. They said it already is? Okay. It's Ohio yeah. State versus Clemson and LSU versus Oklahoma. Ooh. Let's move on to this next game. Oh, LSU versus Oklahoma. I think it is going to be awesome watching that Lincoln-Riley offense versus LSU. Now, let's think about it, though. This is what I feel like happens to Oklahoma. No disrespect to Oklahoma. No disrespect to Lincoln Riley. But I feel like every time Oklahoma gets in the college football playoff, though, they get in, except for the time they played Georgia. They, they, it was a high-scoring game, went into double overtime. Georgia won uh, on a, uh, I think about a 24-yard 20, yard run to the left, but uh, up the left sideline. But the next year, it was Oklahoma with Kyler Murray versus um, Bama, and they got destroyed. What was it, Bama? It was Bama, right? Yeah. They got destroyed, man. Killed. They got destroyed because basically Oklahoma is an offensive team, man. They got some they got some playmakers on the defense side of the ball, but it's nothing like like Bama or L- or uh, LSU or Ohio State. No, and, yeah. Which I will say LSU's defense isn't as good as some people think it is. Uh they got Kaylevon Chase on, Christian Fulton, but and Derek Stingley, uh Jr. But um, still, they have some holes in that, that that defense that Georgia could not poke a hole through. But um, really though, I think LSU. I think it could be a high-scoring game, but I think LSU. This may be a game like Georgia, man, 
where they I, score, they score, you know, they beat Georgia, what, what was it, 37 to 10? I think it easily could be the same case, my man. I think, with, I think oh, LSU's going to kill them. Oh, is it going to, okay, it's going to be worse than 37 to 10? I think they're going to put like 40 points. I think Joe Burrow throws four TDs. Well, obviously, my Georgia's my defense is a lot better. Georgia's defense yeah. is a lot better. But we'll see, man. Jalen Hurts. Oklahoma's D, if Kenneth Murray is still kind of gimpy because he got hurt in that game. Kenneth Murray Oklahoma, is a man. He's, Ken- he's a man, but he went down in that game. I think he, he came did, back. Did. But, I mean, you're talking and playing against other men, like big-time right, ballers. Right. You're, so you're if right. Ken, if Kenneth Murray is – comes off that field or doesn't play which i think he's playing i don't because i don't think he'd miss it but if he comes off that field oklahoma is in a world of hurt in my opinion yeah man so i think you know with what i've said if people can kind of guess what i'm you know what i'm getting at here i think it's going to be actually this was hard okay give me your pick let me let me just hear your pick lsu i mean uh, lsu uh ohio state clemson ohio state Ohio State. I'm going Clemson. Really? I really am. Um, it's so hard to go against Chase Young and that defense, man. I think Ohio State is probably the most balanced team in it. But yeah, they, I think that's Dabo what they bring Sweeney, to the table for sure. Dab, Dabo Sweeney, man, I give it to the coaching experience in the big time games. I, I give Dabo Sweeney is here yearly, man. Dabo Sweeney just destroyed Nick Saban last year in the, in the uh, college football championship. Has and he beat him twice? He has beaten him twice with the Sean Watson and then Trevor Lawrence. When Trevor Lawrence was a true freshman, true freshman. He owned that game, bro. Owned that game, man. Justin Ross did too. I mean, Deshaun Watson really, he, he was he was a stud. He came stud, out. Him and I mean, bro, Dabo man. came out and endorsed him. Was like whoever drafts his kids getting a stud. And, and I, you know, I I. I hate when coaches do that, man. But that time it worked out. I, I hate when coaches. I kind of I'm starting to believe Dabo when he calls it. <laughs> and Dabo, um, I just give it to the coaching experience, man. I think Clemson pulls it out in that game. I think they are going to uh, set up, you know. Some, I just don't think it, adversity hasn't really hit Clemson yet, in my opinion. But think I don't about think, it. Has I, don't it think they're, the I don't think their slow start was adversity. You okay, know? how about this? They played the same teams last year, man. They played the exact same teams, man. Really? And I'm talking about, you know, they play, they're in the same conference as they were last year. It's not yeah. like they've they, they played an easier schedule. At least I don't think, obviously. So think about it. They played the exact same strength of schedule, I'd say, last year, man. Pretty close. And, yeah. and then they, they come in and wipe, I mean, wipe, wipe the floor with Alabama. I mean, wipe the floor with them. It, it wasn't, wasn't even a game. Content, yeah, it man. wasn't a game. So I don't think it has anything to do with adversity. I think Dabo Sweeney, when it comes to it, knows is he, he's a great coach, man. He do, and he, he gets he gets like talked down a lot. And I don't think that's he doesn't deserve well, it's that. It's because he's it's because he's a big encouragement guy. People want to act like he's like a cheerleader or something, and that's just not the case. He knows his X's and O's too, and that's he does. what he knows his you X's. Hear, you hear too much like he's too rah rah recruiting to be a good coach. No, he's a good. I mean, dad. my God, you check. Come on, people, check. You know, two, four, seven sports every now and then. You check that. You look at the recruiting rankings, these player rankings. The top, I think it's the top three guys next year, Bo, are committed to uh, uh, Clemson, and they're all one's a D tackle, one's a um, defensive end, and then the other one's a defensive end. Good lord, it's crazy. These guys, he is such a good recruiter, and you know, it, it helps when you have success. That's yeah. why Georgia's recruiting's jumped up so much. Draft is a championship, exactly, man. and they and they also see what you put in the league. 
Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why Georgia the ACC film is so good for those guys because those is. receivers really are torching ACC defenses. Like exactly. <laughs> it's such. It's such a such a blessing and to those guys. ACC's lucky, man. Their their ratings are just so far above Pac-12, in my opinion. I mean, you, Pac-12 football is kind of bottom of the Power Five, in my opinion. But you said it best, Bo. You know the recruiting. Just you know these high school kids, they pay attention to what schools. Put out the most talent at their position. Yeah. The, that's why running backs come in left and right at Georgia. Okay, they see Gurley, Chubb, Michelle. They it's see factory, De- they see DeAndre Swift coming out next year. They see Zamir White going to come out. Like it, it's no Sean Moreno. They see yeah. that man and they like it's that. That's why wide receivers love to go to Clemson. Well, no, if I was a wide receiver, I, I wouldn't go to Georgia. I'd go to Clemson. You bet my money. You bet your money. I'd go to Clemson. Yeah, but. The biggest thing is that's what I, I'm not. If I was a running back, it'd be tough to choose between Georgia and Alabama. It, it would really be would tough because you got Mark Ingram, Najee Harris, Derrick uh, Henry, Derrick Henry, um, and, Josh uh, Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. You, it's who, Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough for the Lions, who's starting to show out a little bit. Let's he, slow he, down. He'll go back to the bench next year, but yes, he is showing out. But let, let's talk about this though. So I have Clemson beating Ohio State. You said so. So you have Ohio State advancing to the national championship. I'm going. I have, I'm going Ohio State LSU as the last game. Okay, Ohio State LSU. I'm going Clemson LSU. Okay. And this is why. This is something that. Let, let me let me give you this. I think LSU beats Oklahoma because LSU has a better defense than than Oklahoma, and I think Joe Burrow is going to run through that that. Uh, Oklahoma defense like a hot knife through butter. It's 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 honestly it's a shame there's not a better fourth team. <laughs> I think well, I'm not gonna say it's a shame. A I think team. Oklahoma does. It's hard, man. I think Oklahoma deserves it. But then you look at it and it's like that defense is gonna be a problem. Their offense always deserves it, man. This is always. why it has to be an eight-team playoff. Oh, okay. Don't get me started on that. That's for next episode. Don't okay. eat it. All right. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm so for that. It's not even funny. Oh, me but, too. I'll preach it every week. But let, let's say this. So <clears throat> the biggest matchup, the best matchups I see coming, like moving forward in the college football playoff is Ohio State and Clemson. You've got uh, Jeffrey Okuda and Sean Wade versus Justin Ross and T. Higgins. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Then let me tell you what I see for LSU in Oklahoma. I see Christian Fulton versus C.D. Lamb. Okay. C.D. Lamb is legit. I see Calevon Chason setting the edge against the running back for Oklahoma, Trey Sermon. Okay. I see Calevon Chason having to set the edge just for Jalen Hurts. But I see LSU winning that football game. Okay. And, you know, let's see. I'll say that for now. I was talking about Lincoln Riley's chances in the NFL, but that's for another podcast. All right, so I see Clemson versus <laughs> LSU. You say Ohio State versus LSU. Let me give you my. I know I keep giving little stories to why I think it's going to be awesome, like little story, um, you know, headlines. But I think LSU has a quarterback, Joe Burrow, who was kind of like a no-name guy, not a no-name guy. But I didn't know who he was before this year. No clue. Well, you knew he was the quarterback for LSU, but you didn't. This guy just all of a sudden became I didn't, a man. <laughs> okay, well, 
<laughs> that's fine. That's actually really funny. You didn't know that. I but, didn't because I mean, it this like you think, man. I'm an ACC dude, obsessed with Carolina football, and 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 I knew more about Clemson and Boston College and Virginia Tech and all that stuff, you know. And like I just was not paying attention to Joe Burrow being being the man coming into this year when he yeah. when he came out and was just bombing three four TDs a game. It took about two weeks to be in to be in on the LSU loop, but. But preseason this year, I was not hawking on the LSU train. You know, I was I was more looking down Alabama. I think my preseason pick with my friends was was Alabama. It was Tua coming back, nasty. Jerry Judy is in my Jerry Judy's best receiver in the class. Jerry Judy is a generational receiver in the NFL. He's like the next Julio type player in my opinion. You know, Jerry Judy is good at everything when it comes to being a receiver. And I, I, th- I think that if Tua was healthy, they'd be in this mix, and I'd probably be picking Alabama in the final game because it's Bama. <laughs> it, was hard, it was hard not to, man. What, what really hurt Alabama, man, was losing Dylan Moses. That really hurt Alabama. Dylan Moses was the best linebacker prospect in the upcoming draft. And then he got lost for the year for a torn ACL. I hate torn ACLs, man. It's the turf, it is, bro. It, don't even get me started on that. You're, you're, getting, you're hitting me with so many sensitive subjects right now. Talking about the turf and torn ACLs, I'm telling it's you. It's not man. a podcast. I read so much about this stuff, man. It, we're gonna have you. You've got to put. You've got to like save all of this, Bo. You've got to write this stuff down. But the way I see it is, and, and get you going. That's like I was saying. Joe Burrow is a guy that okay, as an example, people. Bo had no idea who this was guy was last year, and now he is the man, right? No one crowned this guy. No one crowned this guy his freshman season or his first season at LSU when he started. There's no, one, no Bo Nix. He's it, like Bo Nix is exactly. got the crown. You know. What well, I mean? right, let's talk about this. So you've got a guy who's now proved himself. He came in and proved himself. When on the other side of the of the um, football, you've got. Trevor Lawrence, who came in and that season was crowned. I mean, before he even started, people were like, this guy is the Messiah. Oh, yeah. This guy, he's, he, you, you know. That kid walks looks, on water in South Carolina, man. Oh, oh he does. Guy, yeah. guy looks like, he looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. <laughs> Sunshine. Sunshine. And he looks, he looks just like him, man. And so now you've got a guy that was pretty much just crowned coming out of the gate. And now you have a guy that's proved himself. And let's see. Let's put the 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 prophet, the prospect, Trevor Lawrence, against the guy who's come out and said, no, you know, this year is my QB class. This year I'm number one, and I'll prove it any way I need to. If I have to scramble out of the pocket and make it a cross-body throw downfield into double coverage and connect, I'll do it to show you I'm ready to move on to the next uh, the next level, and presumably take the Bengals to their Super Bowl. But, <laughs> but anyway, I think also seeing uh, seeing uh, Christian Fulton and uh, Derek Stingley Jr. against um, Justin Ross and uh, and T Higgins is going to be awesome, man. I really think that, and I think Dabo Sweeney versus Ed O, man, mm. Ed O. I think that's going to be awesome. It's a football guy's dream matchup, man. Exactly, man. I think that would be awesome. And uh, I'm going to say LSU. Two this coaches LSU. who don't get enough credit for their knowledge of the X's and O's more than being being like motivators. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and and he, my thing is I think I think LSU takes it, okay? I think LSU takes it. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be 
It's going to be a high-scoring game. It definitely is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, let's yeah. look at it. Clemson Defenses are going to be on their heels for sure. Defenses are going to be on their heels. Um, Clemson just dropped 62, and LSU just almost dropped 40 on the best defense maybe in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a high-scoring game. I just think Joe Burrow, with his experience, is going to be able to make a couple more plays. And it's just really hard to cover – LSU's receivers, man. The strength, really, of, strength of Clemson this year is on their offense as well. It is. It is they it they really need is. they need they want to go fifty four <laughs> or forty eight to forty nine. Like that's how they want the game to go. I don't think they want to get into this like dig all ten, put all ten cleats in the ground and be in a trench war with anyone. In my yeah. opinion, you know, what I, I mean? that's I not what that. they've been in all year. They haven't been in that kind of game yet. But like I said, I think LSU, man. I think they're going to come out and the experience of Joe Burrow and the play of Joe Burrow, man. Like I said, it's really hard. And I learned this a lot. Um, like I said, Georgia had like the fifth best uh, or 15th ranked uh, passing defense in the, in the NCAA, man. And the way they got burnt was crossing routes and slants. Justin kind of Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You <laughs> know, that's exactly what it reminded me it. of, man. That's exactly what it reminded me of. <laughs> yeah. it, that It's so hard as a corner. It, quarterback's already the hardest position to play, I believe, in football. But like cornerback, like on the edge with the receivers, you're saying not quarter, right? No, no, I'm saying corner. Corner, yeah. yeah I think skill quarter, position, have, it's okay, the hardest okay. skill position. No, no, no. Okay, I probably said that wrong. I think quarterback is the hardest to play. I think you have to be the best athlete to play corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I would, I'm just classifying like there's quarterbacks and like non-skill position guys. Then you got like your real like RBs, receivers, tight ends, DBs, linebackers. Yeah, yeah, okay, Those yeah, are yeah. what I class. They're in like they're in they're a different breed. Quarterbacks are a different breed of athlete. Linemen are a different breed of athlete. And then like on the football field, there's skill position guys, guys that athletic, fast body types that are still strong that do different things on the field. Yeah, you know, 100%. That's I think, yeah, so that's how I view it. 100%, man. And, uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be LSU and Clemson in the final. Uh, it's really hard to keep Ohio State out, but I just think David Sweeney's coaching experience in big games and in the playoff is going to really help out. But I, t- I give LSU the, uh, the championship, man. I think it's Joe Burrow and Ed O's year. It's my pick uh, as well, just a different final game. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and I think I love seeing someone else run the SEC West, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate the other two teams. I hate Auburn. I hate Alabama. Yeah, I mean, um, it's time to see a new crown on an SEC yeah, team. Yeah, I love There's seeing LSU, be... man. I love seeing LSU, but um, they're good. For, it's good for the SEC to have LSU back on top. It is. It is. It is. They they're putting a name they're they're putting they're, their their stamp on the ground right exactly now. they're putting they're putting the nail in the ACC being as good as them coffin you know what I mean exactly they That's are exactly, nailing that exactly. in there is no that the UVA Clemson ACC championship basically showed you all you need to know about the state of ACC football there is Clemson and then there's everyone else in the SEC there was an actual battle. For who is the best between Auburn, Alabama, um, LSU, and uh, Georgia? You know what yeah, I mean. Absolutely. Those four were those four, especially Auburn was at the back end of those four, but especially Georgia, uh, LSU, and Alabama. Until Tua went down, it was a dogfight to yeah. be that to be. You were they were pummeling everyone they could to prove that they were the best, and it's yeah. hard. It's a hard. It's nearly impossible. Like the LSU, that's why they're there. 
That's why I think they're the best because they they can say whatever they want about the teams they pay to play them for their non-conference schedule. But when it comes down to it, those four or five SEC conference games that you play, whatever it is, that make those those are twice the football you're that any other team plays the whole year, physicality wise, wear and tear on your body, like how hard those games are to win. I mean, it, it's I mean, even playing like you know Mississippi State and Ole Miss is an is a legit dogfight every year, and they're not even good. You know what I mean? SEC yeah. football takes on a whole different life when they start playing each other. It does. It, it does. does. You're you're absolutely right. Right, but um. Look, man, I think we've had some awesome topics tonight. I think it's it's been great to talk football. I'm sorry, guys, that we didn't get to do an episode um, earlier. It was Thanksgiving. Had to spend time with the family. It's all about football, family, and food on Thanksgiving. That's the three Fs, everybody. Um, Bo, again, it's been awesome. i got to give a couple of shout-outs. Uh, Shout-out to Blitzalytics. Thank you so much for their support, um, their dedication to helping TSR. Um, everybody, please go follow them at Blitzalytics on Twitter and go to www.blitzalytics.com for the best football information out there. Um, look for my portfolio, guys. Look for some of the articles that I've written for them. Um, give them, give them a like, give it a thumbs up. I'd really appreciate it. Guys, follow TSR on Twitter, at ScoutingLLC. You'll find me on there. Um, on Instagram, check me out and TSR out, at Scouting underscore LLC. Give us some likes. I'm trying to get some more content out for you guys. Um, one more shout-out. Shout-out to Rob Rob, Robert Robinson, who also is affiliated with Blitzalytics. This guy is probably the best graphic designer out there he really is this guy knows what he's doing check out some of his t-shirts his artwork that he'll do you send this guy a picture of a player you want done he will get it done he'll he'll make it pop it's awesome i've had 14 players done by this man i'm gonna have them framed around my house this guy knows what he's doing check him out it's uh sorry rob rob i hope this is right at rob rob graphics on twitter um I should have given those shout outs, Bo. Bo, go ahead and give them your plug so they know where to find you on Twitter, my man. <laughs> all right. Um, I am on Twitter at TSR in all caps, lowercase B E A U. That's at TSR Bo. And I do a little contributing writing for a site called Last Word on Pro Football. You can find my articles on there. They're all Steelers related. I do apologize, but that is my thing. And, uh, I appreciate you having me on tonight, Jacob. Uh, it's been a blast, man. I'm really enjoying making this podcast with you and, and, and growing in the process. Oh, man, we're going to keep growing. And, guys, we, TSR, we, TSR is going to keep trying its best. I'm going to try my best, and I think Bo's going to try his best to give you all the best quality football content that we can, the biggest news, our opinions on it, um, just everything. Give you some news, uh, maybe some stuff you haven't heard of, some stuff that – really uh get you thinking that's what i want to do uh i'm dedicated to this i know bo is it's my passion tsr we're hoping to see it grow i know i am um you know make it grow every day become bigger and bigger and make it a really big deal out there in the sports world someday but anyway bo like you said man it's been awesome talking to you tonight i love talking to you about some football man and i appreciate you coming on 
hopefully guys uh be looking out it should be you know we did it on a sunday night tonight it should be thursday night this coming week uh so we so expect an episode maybe by friday just a couple days we should have another one just a couple of days but we'll do we're gonna hit you with a real quick one right after this one but again guys thank you so much don't forget to subscribe and i appreciate it all right tsr out see you bo peace you know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pop where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of mass significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. Cause scouting is the business. You're welcome cause it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away, no. So all that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Cause you know Jacob and Ball, we're ready, so let's go. Well, I got to gotta get it, put it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue.